And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello. Hey, we're back. We are back. I am getting rid of the covid all these back times. from that uh, Universal Life. That's where he was last Sunday. Yes, I was in Universal Studios, getting my tan on, get, getting contracted with viruses. <laughs> Man, I told Dan I'm all set with that Florida breath. A little bit. <laughs> i'm all set man they got me sick out here man i was I've, I've been off work since for like a week and a half i i went back today finally okay. and going back there this week and let's get it you know they only had all me right. doing like they only had me doing today they had to, to to be away from everybody they had me doing like small stuff in the back so they got you but, on that mask life again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we are here, everyone. The box office report show. We missed last week because I was away. But last week we had Transformers doing okay. I mean, yeah, 61. Did all right. I don't know. Did all right. Some people are saying it really underperformed. I don't think it did, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean... Everyone's parameter, everyone, you know, they bring up, when they bring up Bumblebee, we all, we're, we're like, we're seeming to forget that Bumblebee came out with, like, two other blockbusters on the same day, and that's why that, like, completely bombed. It came out with Mary Poppins from Disney and Aquaman, and, yeah, of course, that was going to be the lame duck of the week, of the weekend, when that, you know, when that came out. Last week, though, Rise of the Beast... 61 million. I mean, it's it's time to wrap. The last night, too, though, was still only at 44. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's time to wrap it up. Wrap it up. So, the last, I mean, so it's above the last two Transformers entries, at least, with Bumblebee and Transformers the last night in its Mm -hmm. opening. So, at least it has that. Yeah, and then we'll we'll talk about what happened this week because, Lord have mercy. There's not too much defense for this week. But last week, I think it had a nice opening, a decent opening. Uh yeah, I agree. I agree. So that, and then of course uh, another story from last week was just the Spider Verse. Just the legs for this movie with all the competition has just been great. Last year, doing pulling fifty five million, only a fifty four percent drop, and uh, yeah, so Spider Verse is still looking good, and uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. From last week. Now let's get into this week because I'm sure that is why you're all here. We've gotten, we've gotten some messages about when's the box office show? And don't worry. <laughs> Larry and I are here. People were making sure that we were coming, make sure that we came on. You think I'd miss this week? Are you kidding me? You think I'd miss the flashes? demise here i don't want to i don't i don't want to sound like i'm celebrating anything but there's just a lot to get into and there's a lot of questions to be asked a lot of questions to be answered so uh without further ado larry and i will be your box office guys what the hell let us know what happened what the fuck happened with this movie we will try our best because (laughs) I'm still at a loss for words. So let's get it right into it, Larry. We have the opening releases for The Flash, Elemental, The Blackening, Asteroid City. Kind of great per theater right here for Asteroid City. But we'll get into that. All right, let's go into this weekend, Larry. What came in at number one? Oh, well, opening at number one is The Flash. The latest from Warner Brothers DC line of films. We don't know what to call it. I guess this is still part of the DCEU. But we have (laughs) The Flash, which made 
$55.1 million in its domestic opening weekend and $139 million in its worldwide debut. Couple that with a not great B cinema score. Uh, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's worse than Black Adam. Awful. This is worse than all of those Marvel movies that came out right as the pandemic was lifting and everyone called those a flop. Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Eternals, worse than all of those, both worldwide and domestic. Just barely above the first Shazam's $53 million opening. I mean, I guess it's above Shazam 2 and Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad, so... That's not a flex. Oh my god. That's that's that it's not a flex at all. You this remember, is awful. This you remember what a month ago in May? Um yes. that projection out of nowhere, they decided to up the projections to like out of nowhere. It was like a hundred and fifteen is what they yeah. were starting to project out of nowhere that projection. And I was like, Larry, you know, this ain't this ain't that bad. This is really good. Okay, so listen, dude. Um, listen, this is the second worst, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I thought that, I thought I was going to say this about Blue Beetle. This is, I mean, we still have to see what happens with Blue Beetle, but this is the second worst opening for a comic book movie this year. Yeah. Um, we got Quantumania. We have DC, DC as the bottom two. Uh, so listen, dude, this is a bomb. All all I've been seeing off of off of the variety post today, the deadline post today, they're saying disappointment. This is a bomb, dude. This is a bomb. Fifth, we couldn't get to 80 million. We couldn't get to 90. You you and they have been they have been touting this movie for about a year now. They canceled everything, canceled Batgirl, did all of this, said that movie was ta- would tarnish the DC brands and what we want to do want to do for DC. But Flash, that is the movie that the people are going to be talking about forever or whatever they were saying last year. <laughs> they have not said a thing about Ezra Miller and what was going on with all of that. They have just been saying, don't worry, the movie is great, the movie is great, the movie is great. We got Michael Keaton, we got a Supergirl, we got The Flash, we got Multiverse, we got Ben Affleck here. All of that, all of that work for $55 million in your opening weekend. Larry, our predictions were 75 million to 80 million. And then we saw that projection for like 115. And you were still like, where? Like 90, I think? Yeah, I still stayed pretty not buying that. And I was like, I think I was in the hundreds, like 105, 110. But this is a disaster, dude. This is a disaster. $55 million. And we said it. When Shazam came out to that horrible number that it did a couple of months ago, what was it, 35 million, I think? When that came out to that number, we said, okay, dude, we got to see what's going on with Guardians, and we got to see what's going on with Flash. Um, Now, we cannot, we're not, this is not superhero fatigue. I don't want to see none of that because Guardians did well and Spider-Verse did really well. So we can't say superhero fatigue this superhero fatigue that no dude it's the dceu they don't care dude like the audience does not care green like, lantern opened to 53 million y'all in 2011 you can throw anything that you want to the wall to these audiences regarding the dceu hey look it it's zod hey look it it's batman from 1989 hey and look it it's Batfleck. It's the multiverse. It's it's worlds collide. It's the Superman logo. It's the Batman logo. It's the music. It's the 
50 the audience does not care and that is not good and dude i know you want to keep your homies you want to keep this person and we'll keep we'll keep uh jason momoa and we'll do this and that but what do you think blue beetle is about to do when that shit comes out and i'm sorry it's a person of color and i really want that movie to succeed but we gotta be honest with ourselves Blue Beetle's about to do like 40 or 50 million. It's not going to do like a 70, 90, or even, it's not going to do that. And we got to be honest with ourselves. And I keep saying we got to wait till Aquaman, but dude, this is awful. Awful. Just terrible. Yeah, this is like, even under like going into the weekends. They were like 72, 75. They, they came down. I was like, they came back down to a realistic version. And the lowest was in the 60s. Like, the lowest people could possibly imagine was, like, 65. And this came in 10 million under. The God, lowest my, in my COVID, projections. My COVID cough is going crazy right now because I'm just, I'm just, I'm flummoxed. But, yeah, this is, this is, going into the weekend, I was like, okay, 75 is not amazing. But, I mean, we'll take it, <laughs> I guess, you know. Uh, and then the weekend, it was just looking bleak. It was just looking bleak, and they uh, Black Adam beat it, whooped it. To be honest, at this point, Black, Black Adam, Adam whooped it. Oh, and oh I think, my god! I mean, I think there's a lot of factors. Uh, one, I think there's a lot of factors. Yeah, I agree. So we talked about one of the things we talked about this before is movies really shoot themselves in the foot. I know they want to get this positive press or whatever from fans, people that are excited, but doing so many pre-screenings. We said that, yep. For free, that fans, these Flash fans, the people who were hyped for Flash already saw it for free. And maybe some of them came back, but maybe, you know, there's a good chance a lot of them didn't. And honestly, a lot of those fans probably would have watched it two times this weekend. And at least one of the times they saw it at the pre-screening for free. And then you changed it. So they tried to, that's the, I think that was their strategy is, oh, but we actually changed the ending or we, you know, Mm -hmm. they changed parts of the movie or whatever to try to get people to come back and see what they changed. But I don't think it worked. So... Uh, the one that's doing a lot of that right now. <sighs> yeah, what was the movie a couple weeks ago? We were like, stop doing these screenings. Like, you gotta like, you know, yeah, I forget what movie it was. Bullshit. Um, I forget what movie it well, was. Well, they do it a lot with uh, marginalized groups because the one that's doing yeah. it a lot right now is Joyride. Um, and I'm like, yeah, y'all need to stop true. showing that damn movie again. They're I told you. They're getting I that positive you, it, um, buzz, but <sighs> it happened to Booksmart. Booksmart had like 15 screenings. Love Simon, they did that. Yeah, shit. and I was I mean, and Booksmart. Ooh. Open to like three million. I'm like, well, why do you guys keep doing these yeah. screenings for? We got it. It's I good. Think it, I think it was Margaret. I think they did it yeah. with Are You There, Margaret? I mean, they keep doing this with these little, and I know they w- think it's a good strategy. A time and time again, they have shown it's a terrible strategy. <laughs> and the Flash did it too, and now here they are looking dumb. Two, uh, for the online people. I do think, I know y'all are like, you know, people don't know people. They know more than you think. They're like, I don't think people, I saw somebody say, I don't think people know who's distributing these movies. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they know it's DC. So they know, like, they might not know yeah, Warner not... Brothers is behind it, but they know yeah. it's DC. So, like, <laughs> I they know what you, universe it's part of. I told you about last year when I went, when I was coming home from Comic Con, and people thought people 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 thought I, I probably thought I was making this up because it's so crazy to to like listen to, but the guy next to me on my flight, um, he saw my get up. I had my I had my comic I had my comic book Marvel face mask that I was wearing. I was wearing that. I had like you know I I just had you could tell I was coming from Comic Con, right? Yeah. And he's like. Are you coming from Comic Con? He's talking. We're having a conversation as the plane's taking off, and he's talking about MCU like it's this holy grail of comic book movies. And he's like, "What do you like this year? What's your favorite so far?" I was like, "Oh, the Batman." He's like, "Ah, ah, nah, the DC stuff, dude." It's he's like, "Ah, slam duck. All that stuff is so crazy, so mediocre." And I'm looking at him, and he's going off about DC. And 
hear that my kids hate DC. They love Marvel. Iron Man and Spider-Man, they love Marvel. And I'm just, I'm baffled. Cause I, I feel like this is my this this is like my first conversation with a straight up a straight up casual. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just I was baffled that this is what he thought. And I don't think that's the minority. You know what I mean? Like I think some of these some people look at these movies as lesser than these DCEU. Like they just I mean, listen, our first red flag should have been the Suicide Squad opening to 26 million. Okay. Now, everyone's excuse was like, it's the pandemic, dude. But I was like, well, like a couple weeks ago, we had movies opening at like 50 to 60 million. So it's not just the pandemic. And even the day and date. Like, yeah, that played part of it. We all agree. But uh, still, like Godzilla vs. Yes. Kong, whoops. Still, it, like, and Dune, Dune did like 41. <laughs> Dune did way better. I mean, I even think Tenet did way Hall- better. Yeah, I think Halloween opened on Peacock as well, and they still did like 50 million. So, dude, it's just, it's not, okay, yeah, that's a that's a factor. That's part of it. But, but that should have been, story. that should have been our first, like, okay, 26 million with Idris and Harley and, okay. Um, okay. That should have been our first big, like, okay, what's going on here? Uh, then we got, then we got, what was after that? Black Adam, I guess, because we had the Batman and the Batman did. I guess amazing. we had Wonder Woman. Um, but that was, right. no, that was before, right? That was before. Yeah. Wonder, Wonder Woman 1984 was right during the pandemic. And so that, that's, see, that's, that's the has only a one. I was going to say, that's the only yeah. one I think we can actually say. Cause that, that, that one, I think in the middle. 2020 in December. I mean, that's awful. I mean, you're not, yeah. not going to make, you're not going to do still anything. Made like what? 16 million. Look, yeah. the fact that suicide squad. So wonder woman, 1984 opened literally in the middle of the pandemic. Probably had no business really opening out. Otherwise it still yeah. made 16 million opening 16 million. compared to suicide squad. When theaters were open, the world was kind of mm-hmm. continuing made Less than ten million more than that is yep. nuts. <laughs> twenty six, twenty six million. I remember when I went to go see that in IMAX opening night. It was a dead zone. It was just a dead zone. I was like, IMAX opening night is a dead zone. Is like okay, and it made like twenty six. Okay, so then we had then we had Black Adam, and remember at the at the tail end of the marketing, Superman, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. 67 million and we were all like uh i mean that's not that's not good uh then we after that we had the shocking disaster of shazam fury of the gods just a mitigated disaster because i mean 35 million we thought we're not even we are ways beyond how the pandemic impacted movies like birds of prey and suicide squad we are in 2023 vaccines are rolled out you can walk anywhere to get a vaccine you know what i mean and uh 35 million okay awful then we were like okay flash i mean flash i mean all this stuff around it best movie this best movie that yada 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 this this, you know what i mean uh michael keaton's batman bat fleck all this stuff uh we we're like, let's see how that one does. And for it to open this low, I mean, that should tell you this this universe is done, dude. It's done. It's done. And it's done. And you shouldn't have announced a whole... You shouldn't have did what you did with like, oh, here's our new slate that's in here. But before the lame duck movies come out, here's our new slate. It's like you made these movies look like geeks. And they're just here. Irrelevant. Yeah, like you made these movies feel so inconsequential, and I, uh, I don't know, dude. And Blue Beetle, Aquaman. I mean, I don't know, man. This this universe, you had to reboot. You can't keep doing the soft reboot. And I'm talking a hard reboot, not like take what's working and continue with that. You have to restart. Because the general audience is not coming to these movies unless they are non-DCEU projects. And I know like all we have right now for non-DCEU is like Batman stuff. But bro, they marketed two Batman in here, dude. 
they marketed two Batman in here. And it's not like they marketed um, Ben Affleck and like some new Batman. They marketed a well-established known Batman for pure nostalgia. And that brought in 55 million. So what does that tell you about your universe? I mean, it's it's time to wrap it up, dude. It's, it's, it's time to think that the black Adam has the biggest opening for the DC EU since Aquaman in 2018 is insane. It's awful. Yeah, it's not good. It's I mean, not it's just good. been a floundering disaster. I know people like to say that James Gunn making that announcement didn't affect it. I really think it did, um, at mm-hmm. least to some extent. And same thing with Ezra. I think that did affect it to some extent. You know, maybe those are only a couple million. It's a million. bunch of factors, yeah. yeah. If maybe I, as you said. Million, but once you start putting all of these things on top of each other, Ezra Miller's mm-hmm. entire controversy with no real backlash, you have James Gunn coming out and completely, you know, saying pretty much the Flash doesn't matter, Shazam mm-hmm. doesn't matter, Aquaman mm-hmm. 2 doesn't matter anymore. Uh, we see what it did. It nerfed any excitement for those films to be honest i mean come on and i don't understand still to this day why couldn't you wait a year you had one more in the oven regarding aquaman why couldn't you just wait until that was over get like a little couple of months break and then you know actually like 2024's comic con just come out swinging with a brand new slate here's the new dcu why did you do that and like he got the job they got so excited but, bro, you had a slate of movies coming out this year that now look like straight-up geeks. That, uh, I mean, the video that he has announcing his slate has like a million and something views on YouTube. It's like, obviously, that, that that's not the main factor. But when you, when you factor in everything going, you know, going against the movie, the, the lead actor... The, you know, the slates not being what it is. The DCEU in general just being in shambles. I mean, yeah, the audience, general audience is just like, they just, eh, okay. And, oh my God. And what also did not help it too is the fact that there is just so much stuff coming out oh, right yeah. now. I'm it's just too much stuff going on right now. And I also, am losing I mean- track. To be honest, too, again, to go with those early screenings, not only those, we <laughs> Hollywood, if you don't start cracking down on major publications, I mean, this is a joke, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. everyone wants to blame general audiences or, like, just little YouTube critics and us small folks say that we like to do that. No, Variety and all of these big, big publications are straight up just spoiling major movies left right and center Mm -hmm. and get no blowback they still get access and they did it again with uh, the flash i mean i don't know how they don't get blacklisted time and time i mean i know how but it just is outrageous so they came out started spoiling the movie immediately and then yes the these casuals who went to these screenings and other main people who went to these pre-screenings are it's posting screen grabs and pictures mm-hmm. and videos. I avoided it, thankfully. I don't know how, to be honest, because it was everywhere. But oh, now, I caught one, one of my mutuals, just a well posting it. Like, a well, main things, y'all. Main spoilers. Like, what in the world? A well established journalist. And I, I was shook. I was like, this, this, this can't be like a real shot. From the movie, can it? Like you wouldn't do that. Why? Why? And he did it, and I saw the movie, and it's there. And I said, "Wow, I yeah, I don't know, dude." So, so we, I mean, uh, it's happening with the little. We were talking about it a lot with the Little Mermaid because uh, that was the latest example. I think Shazam did it a lot too. I mean, any major thing. I don't know how theaters do it. We've been complaining about it forever about you know people taking video now like. Uh, main quote-unquote influencers are posting themselves reacting to big moments literally in the theater 
And now people are just straight up taking pictures and taking video of the movie screen and posting it online for like clout and all of this. You can Mm -hmm. watch pretty much the whole Little Mermaid on Twitter these days because people have taken so many damn videos and pictures. And the same thing has happened with The Flash. You can pretty much just watch the whole damn movie on Twitter and you could watch most of it before it even released into theaters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were all dunking on the the CG and stuff. Most of that did not come from the trailers. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> so they have to find a way i don't know how you do it but the people just videoing and pictures i mean it sucks and it's terrible for the movies themselves because as much as look i don't mind the flash bombing i'm not maybe i won't celebrate straight out but i don't mind it bombing because they yeah. we need more than you just telling us well they're seeking help oh, oh are they Mm-hmm. Did we did we get any evidence? Do we have any? What? <laughs> why are we believing you? I need to see mm-hmm. proof of changed behavior. Thank you. Um, so the fact that the lead of this movie got no type of consequence, like at all, uh, from any of their actions, is alarming. Uh, so that's why I don't mind seeing the film fail away. To be honest, um, but it sucks to see any movie like flat out just bomb you know as a movie fan yeah no i agree yeah the theatrical experience bomb is always kind of especially like the next one we'll talk about is a little bit more disappointing for me even though i didn't love that movie either the mm-hmm. number two on this week's box office is more of a like well shit uh <laughs> but the flash i mean uh, i don't know i think twitter People who were, we have somebody on our team actually who straight up said, Oh, no, I haven't watched it, but I've seen everything I need to see on Twitter. So I'm good. Like, yeah. And he was like, He was <laughs> he like, straight the up Ezra, stuff, Ezra stuff is not. And let's honestly, I am with you. I'm bummed about Elemental. I'm bummed about it as far as like what it made. But as far as The Flash, I mean, I needed them to get this little punch in the mouth. I'm sorry. Like, and I think not James the Gunn actor. I'm talking about. I'm talking about I needed Warner Brothers to get a little bit a little bit of like, okay, yeah, you should you should have did something, you know? You should have did something. And all that work, all that shielding for fifty five million is insane. Or fifty five. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, y'all already spent, I mean, they're going to lose a ton of money. This movie cost like $220 million at least to make without the budgeting. And we can't blame marketing or any of that because they have marketed the hell out of the flash. I mean, they, they tried. They thought mm-hmm. they had something on their hands. James Gunn recruited all of his little celebrity friends to run online and just gush about how this was <laughs> the best comic book movie they've seen, at least since The Dark Knight. You know, the tired old line. Every every comic book movie is the best since The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And, and none of it helped. I mean, the, the, we saw through the smoke. People saw through the foolery and they didn't show up for the movie. So uh, this it should be a wake up call to James Gunn. If the Suicide Squad, which was directed by him, wasn't already a wake up call for him. L- uh, people aren't showing up. It, full reboot, bro. Your friends got to go. The people we all love and we're, you know, kind of pulling for and hoping for. They got to go too. all of our faves have got to go. It's starting brand new, fresh. People are done with DC. You need to rebrand to something else because it hasn't worked. I mean, it hasn't worked really ever. When Batman versus Superman could not break $1 billion, that should have been the first mega red flag because those are two of the most famous comic book characters ever. And they couldn't break a billion dollars at the box office. Justice League barely got over five hundred. Oh my god, million. the first the first Justice League at ninety something million opening weekend. Those are oh, huge red god. flags. These movies oh. should have been money in the bank. Like it should have been an easy bill and they could I think do you're it. right. Yeah. I think so, I think oh. after twenty seventeen was when you had Justice League do that number. I think right there is when you should have been like, Okay, we need to do something. 
and they kind of didn't. They just kept letting things. The answer was not get rid of Henry Cavill. That's the answer because the movies just kept failing after that. After Aquaman, the movies just kept failing and failing and failing. Critic reception, uh, critic perception didn't even matter with some of these releases. Like Shazam had a great critic reception. It didn't matter. Uh, you had that, and then you had the Suicide Squad, another great critic reception. It did not matter. And then you kept pushing and chugging along. I heard they wanted to do a crisis movie after Flash to like to to reboot again, and it's just, bro, I don't know, dude. And uh, I feel bad. Like when 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 we get the if I hope to God that Blue Beetle opens to like. 90 million but i but when it does not i'm just gonna be disappointed i'm just gonna be so sad because a character like blue beetle i would have wanted to open up really well and it's not going to and it's sad it's really sad yeah and honestly i know it's gonna sound unfair uh but it's just a fact one its budget is about half um but blue beetle opening to something like 55 will be a win uh, it just is what it is. I know people are always like double standard this, double standard that, but the Flash and Blue Beetle are just not on the same playing field. It just is what it is. The Blue Beetle movie should not open anywhere close to the, what the Flash should have opened. It should have. Yeah. It, this should have been their their tentpole, and instead, it might be caught by the Blue Beetle. If Blue Beetle opens anywhere near what the Flash opened to, if it beats Shazam, I mean. Maybe it's a good sign moving forward because I think James Gunn did say that's the first movie of his DCU. Uh, but uh, look, people are, sense. People he don't said know. <laughs> James Gunn was like, that's the first character, but Superman is the first movie. Dude, you've already lost me. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you've already lost me, dude. I don't even. What does that mean? And look. Good luck. Again, we all love. See, and now people are getting James Gunn again. See, the whiplash with James Gunn is wild. Because <laughs> I remember just a few weeks ago, people, were, this was James Gunn telling us it's okay to move on from Marvel and all that bullshit when it came to Guardians Three, and then now they're they've already turned the leaf and he's already whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so people are wild. Yeah. Also, let's just face it. You know, at the end of the day, we'll see. We'll see where he takes them. Just because James Gunn is a good director and we like his movies like Suicide Squad and Guardians, it doesn't mean he's a good businessman at running an entire division. So that's that is yet to be seen. We'll see if he pulls it off. But the mm-hmm. way he's handled it so far has been wild to me uh, and not in a good way. I'm going to be honest. I haven't loved how he's handled this. And I think the box office and how things have performed so far has shown it wasn't the best way to go about it. So Blue Beetle will be the next test. But like you said, yeah. he's the first character, but not the first movie. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what? Do you, <laughs> you're already on like a it's confusing. <laughs> You, like when you much. get to when you get to a point where it's just like it's confusing, then you're just gonna lose people, and you've 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 already lost some people with like it's the new character, but it's not the new movie yet. The new first movie is Superman Legacy. Oh, dude, I, uh, look, maybe even people who aren't watching. That's the next thing is people want to say, well, they don't know that you know he announced this or didn't announce that. Then you know, right. okay, fine. If we go by your argument, then. The Mm -hmm. thing is, they again, you're not going to tell me people don't know DC is behind all of it. They see the brand. Mm -hmm. They know DC. So, sure, maybe they don't know James Gunn took over DC at, you know, WB. They still see DC. And they still Mm -hmm. see, huh, we have a movie called The Suicide Squad. And we had another one called Suicide Squad. These two don't seem to go together at all. What's going Mm -hmm. on? Huh, we now have mm-hmm. three different Batmans running around this universe. What the hell's Robert Pattinson doing? And now we have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck running around. What's going on? Why are there so many Batmans? Why are there so many Jokers? Like it it's confusing. It's at the best. end of this and the end of this movie, this Flash movie oh only makes things worse. It only made things worse as far as confusion. Cuz what are we doing? Oh the man. Worst so- thing they could do is that idea that they were floating of recasting Jason Momoa as Lobo to me 
is a horrible idea. You already are confusing. We already don't know what the hell's going on. I'm sure casuals, mm-hmm. are, their minds are just like, what the fuck? I thought he was Aquaman, and now he's in a movie as Lobo. Like, it will be a disaster. Do not recast Jason Momoa. D- leave the old, if you're going to ditch the old cast, you got to just ditch leave him out. You got to start over. You got to start over. It does not make sense. Okay, we got, we're starting over, but now Har- <laughs> but now Harley's going to be Poison Ivy. Like, no, dude, you just, you but just, no, Viola you got to start over. Viola Davis is still here. Okay, it's still Viola here. is still roaming around. Margot is still roaming around. It's going to, oh, God, It doesn't make any be. sense, and it's just going to make sense. things worse. And I'm trying to get people to understand that the reason why it needed to be a reboot, because, dude, it's not even, reg- it's, the DCEU, the DC Universe brand, it is done, dude. What do you think a Swamp Thing is going to do tomorrow? If that came oh out right God. now with the brand DCU on it, what do you think the authority is going to do tomorrow? Like, what do you think is going to happen with these movies? Yeah. It is a disaster. And, Honestly, uh, if the last yeah. few years have shown us anything, on DC, the way for you to be the anti-Marvel and to compete is to be standalones. I know crossovers and big things are like mm-hmm. what we're hyped, but let leave that to Marvel now. They're already struggling with how to keep their stuff afloat and moving. Yeah, What's worked for you are standalone films, Joker and Batman, films that are completely on their own. They don't connect in any way to anything else right now, which we already see Batman is already kind of, you know, doing spinoffs and such. Um, continue that way give us a superman movie but don't don't even tease batmans or anything else just give us a superman movie we haven't had one since man of steel or batman v Mm -hmm. superman Uh, just let your studio be that and i think you'll be more successful for it stop the homework stop the madness stop the confusion i agree take it back to basics I mean, you, 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 you was telling the general audience to go back and watch a movie that they didn't care for in Man of Steel to market this to market Flash. <laughs> I mean, I like Man of Steel. I know there's a there's a massive fan base for it, but I mean, you want general audiences to go back and watch that as your homework. Low key, low key, the audience that loves Man of Steel probably don't love this movie. Like this That's, movie, it's I'm not saying, yeah. for the people that love Man of Steel. So for all those Man of Steel fans who are like, "Yes, Zod," and we're going back to like what we love, they're gonna get in here, watch the Flash, and be like, "What the fuck?" You kind of just actually uh, spit in the face of those movies. So yeah, just saying, uh, uh, yeah, it's a mess. DC so hit the hard reset gun. Hit the hard reset. So listen, I know we turned into a a Flash roast. But 37 minutes, but let's speed through this Ooh, other box office. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a, this is a tough one, too. Let's go to number two. What do we got? All right. Well, at number two, we have Elemental from Pixar, which brought in $29.5 million at the domestic box office this weekend for a worldwide total of $48.3 million. It did receive an A cinema score, which is good. But the bad news for Pixar, that is the worst opening in Pixar history coming in below not only like 10 million below Onward, which literally came out the week the world started closing and Good Dinosaur also opened to 39 million. Mm -hmm. But even more alarming, maybe this is below the opening of A Bug's Life, which opened all the way back in the mid 90s. So... A really bad weekend. So this, I really hope some of these studios, this, some of these studios really get the memo to never do this again regarding this clusterfuck of a summer. And like, dude, one of the like biggest summers of all time, I believe is like 2019 or 2018. And... Like there was not this where like movies were coming out together, movies were coming out next next week, like right away. Like we need to space some of these movies out. And this week, I think all we have is no hard feelings or something like that. And Asteroid City. Guess what, Elemental? You could have came out this week. 
I mean, I just, you're not going to beat the Flash, even though the Flash bombed. I mean, you're not going to beat the Flash as far as the Pixar movie, unless you're like the Incredibles 3 or something crazy like that. You know what I mean? But a new Pixar kind of venture. I mean, like these, these release dates are just ridiculous. Transformers last week, right after like Spider-Verse and... We had Little Mermaid going up against something, I forget, and Fast X and this, and it's just too much going on. And for the most part, it's going to hurt. All these movies are getting hurt by it because I guarantee you if Spider-Verse had like three weeks to itself, I mean, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Like, Or if like Transformers had like two weeks to itself, Little Mermaid two weeks or three weeks to itself, like this is this is we should not do this again. And the and thing is, Elemental had a huge window. This is what I don't get for Disney. We talked about it. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, just kept going. It had huge legs at the box office because it was literally the only animated film from December through April when Mario came out. And Mario opened huge, I think partially because it was the first animated film since December. So Elemental had like three full months with no other animated film. It could have just plopped out in any of those first three months of the year, February, Mm -hmm. say. And, you know, yes, we had Ant-Man, but everything else in February was, you know, whatever. I mean, a lot of horror movies and a great time for an animated film to come in. We've seen February has started to pick up. It would have beat the March rush because we had a lot of movies in March. It would have beat that. Instead, they wait until June for what? Yeah, what was the I, point so, of releasing it here? This is crazy. Really terrible mistake, and I think we should never do this again regarding these back-to-back releases, releasing with big, big movie to big movie. I know we're all having a good time with Barbie and Oppenheimer, but I mean, come on, dude. Like I like uh, Mission Impossible. I know I heard that Tom Cruise is trying to like sabotage. You know, Oppenheimer and Barbie for like Dolby screens. And I'm like, bro, if y'all just got your shit together, everybody, not just, and I, and you gotta, you gotta fall everybody here. You guys should have spaced these movies out because now all y'all looking goofy. I mean, the here. Flash will at least get what one extra week because, yeah, one extra week about, next week. Spider yeah. Man got its IMAX taken immediately. Immediately. And I was pissed. IMAX. All of these movies are getting one week on IMAX. Got one week. And that's why I had to rush. This is why I had to rush and see Little Mermaid and IMAX because the next following week was Spider Verse. And, then and the I'm like, dude. Transformers, and then the next week is The Flash. So they're not even getting time dude. to breathe out here. And then <sighs> people, you know, in this economy, people, they don't have money to go back to back to back and go see. Look, Spider-Verse is still killing it. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. You have an animated film killing it at the box office. And here comes along Lil' Elemental. Yeah. For what? For what? Like yeah. these yeah. these families don't have money like that to go be seeing Elemental with Spider Verse just came out, and the and then I know Disney. Look, they're they're trying to kind of blame the audience about not wanting to see original films. Uh, no, Disney needs to take some accountability. You've kind of trained people that Pixar is a Disney Plus brand with what mm-hmm. how you've done yeah. these films dirty like True. disney as a brand has done pixar dirty soul mm-hmm. straight to disney plus luca straight to disney plus turning red straight to disney plus so the last three original pixar movies you relegated to disney plus and now you're shocked that people are like oh elemental's going to theaters not disney plus no uh, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last year you released Lightyear because you thought, oh, Toy Story. That's the one that should have went to Disney Plus, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> and that underperforms. So th- over the last like four years, every new Pixar movie you've shoved to Disney Plus. So, yeah, it's it's hard to have Elemental come to theaters and have people see it as some theatrical release. Also, mm-hmm. Disney screwed up by releasing it at Cannes. A horrible decision that I think that they obviously... Why do they do... They put it out at Cannes. It got eight reviews, and it came out in the 60%. Mm -hmm. Off of eight reviews only, though. Like, so people were seeing 60% and not realizing only eight people had reviewed it yet. So it came out with a blech 
kind of Rotten Tomato score because <laughs> they released it at Cannes. Why'd you do that? A mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Mm-hmm. The whole strategy was horrible. Elemental, I think it struggled a little bit with marketing itself too. I think people were kind of like, eh, what is this? It seems kind of, I don't know. Honestly, I think Turning Red would have done pretty well in theaters. Maybe not like the height of Pixar level, but I think it would have done better than this. I think Luca would have made a killing in theaters, to be honest. Oh, I agree. Yep. I think Luca yep. would. Have, I actually, I think Soul would have done really well in mm-hmm. theaters. Uh, they they had great original movies to release into theaters that I think people would have really gravitated towards. And now they're that's the problem is they're taking the message people don't want to see original Pixar movies in theaters. No, we didn't want to see Lightyear in theaters either. So what's your <laughs> excuse there? Um, yeah. yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's disappointing because it is an original film and I think it mm-hmm. sends the wrong message, but not that shocking when you look at what Disney did to, re- also, we've, sorry, I'm going on a rant. Disney, we've been talking about it. We <laughs> talked about it with Strange World. We talked about it with um, the da, 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 Raya and the Last Dragon. We mm-hmm. talked about it with Encanto even when it first initially released into theaters. Disney has been doing a terrible job at marketing their films. They don't know how to market them. For whatever reason, these animated movies, they're just like hoping and praying, basically. And so they have to figure it out themselves. We're hoping that maybe with Iger back in the business, but now Iger's like, oh, okay, well, people want comfort movies that they know and love. So that's why we're getting Toy Story 5 and Frozen 3 and this and that. Ugh, I'm tired. <laughs> and this and this, and the marketing for this too, I didn't even realize that it was coming out a couple of weeks ago. I was like, I thought we had a couple more months before Elemental and to only realize it that it was coming out right away i was like oh my god that is awful i mean that's just i don't know dude it's just it's just way too crowded right now it's way too crowded like you said we were talking before the air i mean you know there's three new releases this weekend who has unless you have amc a list or regal unlimited who has money to go watch even if you're excited for the flash elemental and the blackening let's say you were hyped which i think you know you were looking forward to seeing all three of them Mm -hmm. who has money to go to the movies three times in a week to go watch these brand new releases no one i mean that's a lot of money and And if you're someone if you're someone who does have a list you also don't want to use up your three slots in one like day yeah. Or a weekend, yeah, you crazy. know, you want to use a slot for like next week or Tuesday or th- Wednesday. Yeah. You don't want to use them all for you. Know, what if you want to see Flash twice? And yeah. it's yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a too much. And yeah. when movies are all two hours plus, see y'all get mad. Y'all like mm-hmm. to get mad when we bring up run times, but <laughs> that's yeah. not the case. Like the Blackening is short. Elementals under three hours, thankfully. But um, you know, when you have three new releases, like we're gonna see with what Barbie is an hour forty five, but Oppenheimer's about three hours. Mission Impossible is about two and a half, two forty five. Mm-hmm. You know, all within the week of each other. That's six hours of somebody's life, seven hours almost of someone's life to go watch three movies. Uh, So it's like, come on, that's a lot of time. I know you all don't like to hear it. We're not all professionals that get paid to do this. We got to go to a regular time job um, and then go watch movies because we love to. But it's hard (laughs) when there's so many. It's hard, Hollywood. Give us a break. Right. Yeah. So... Well, happy Number news three. next. All right. So Number on three. brighter news for the holiday, for the weekend, <laughs> some of the only bright news uh, for this weekend's box office, unfortunately. Past couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is Spider-Man it. Across the Spider-Verse holding strong at number three with $27.8 million in its third weekend of release, which is about a 49-50% drop from last weekend. But that does bring Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse up to $285 million domestic and $494 million worldwide. Yeah, Spider-Verse has been killing it regarding the competition, which only lets you know, like when I say that each movie's each movie has been hurt by all this competition is the fact that this probably would have been done been doing 10 times better had it had a few weeks to itself or at least two weeks to itself you know um yeah 
So, I mean, $27 million, I can't be mad about that oh. as regarding its third weekend. $49.9 million. It definitely took a chunk out of both movies as far as oh. The Flash and Elemental. That's uh, impressive. competition. Animation yeah. and superhero. Both really Exactly, yeah. So, incredible. And almost had the same per theater average as Elemental. So, just really incredible. Really, really incredible. And... Stop taking away theaters. What is with this 400 theater yeah, counts? It got no, slashed it's... theaters, and mm-hmm. it still almost matched Elemental's opening weekend in its third yeah. week of release. That's yeah. insane. Impressive uh, for Spider-Verse. It's Absolutely almost at 500 million. Obviously, it's already far surpassed all the numbers the original did. I love to see it. We were hyped. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that Beyond does even more, even though we're a little bit nervous about it getting delayed. What? what's going on we don't know mm-hmm, but yeah. i hope it comes out next year because i do think that they should strike on the heat that on the, heat the and spider-verse has the way it ended too i completely agree yeah, i completely don't don't agree. make us wait mm-hmm, <laughs> I no, know. I don't rush it but also i want the movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i completely agree so uh, let's get into number four Horrible drop. Okay, so coming in at number four, we have Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which dropped from number one to number four this weekend, bringing in $20 million, which is a 67% drop in its second week of release. That does bring the film up, however, to $103.6 million domestic and $227.3 million worldwide. Uh yeah the um I mean again this is a result of just way too much at the same time uh you know week two going up against the Flash and Spider Verse still I mean Spider Verse made um, a lot more than it this weekend in week yeah. three while Rise of the Beast is only in week two uh the word of mouth hasn't been great for the movie as well too so I think it's a bunch of factors again and uh, it's only gonna go yeah. lower from here. Yeah, it's again, yeah, when you get sniped, I mean, it lost all of its IMAX and Dolby and all those screens are gone in its second mm-hmm. week of release and it plummeted. <laughs> 67% drop is not good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I was hoping it would hold a little bit better because uh, I did enjoy Rise of the Beast, particularly compared to most of the actual like team up transformers movies because bumblebee mm-hmm. is like its own little thing um uh, the other transformers movies i think this might if it's not my favorite is number two behind the original transformers um but yeah no no you just it's too crowded <laughs> yeah no i agree i agree it's just way too much way way too much going on for transformers to like make good money you know um because spider-verse is like it has the it you know it's actually really beloved by fans and that's what's keeping it above water amongst everything else because again i mean why why shouldn't i believe that spider-verse won't be like the number two spot next week you know what i mean at least the number two spot like i think flash is going to be number one but i think flash will take a hefty drop I don't know about 67, like Transformers, <sighs> but I can see like 60. Yeah, it's going to be in the 60s, I think. And uh, the Flash, so what is that? 60%. That's like, uh, it's like 20, 20 million. 20 million. So, yeah. I mean, why shouldn't I believe Spider-Verse would not do like 18 or like, yeah, 18, 17 million next weekend, you know? So, I think I think what's, what's helping movies like Spider-Verse is that it's beloved by everyone right now. There's a few weirdos, you know, but it's beloved by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's beloved, and I feel like that's the parameter you have to be you have to be at right now, you know, to like to to overcome all this competition. Yeah. And then when your movies like Transformers, like where it's like, okay, you know, we liked it, it's it good, you know. It doesn't have, um, yeah. It, there's not as much rewatchability either. Oh with, man, the Spider Verse. I watched it again in Orlando, and and just 
Chef's kiss. And I, honestly, kiss. I think that's going to be the problem with the Flash is it's too long, and I don't think it has a great rewatchability factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Spider Verse does. I mean, it has great rewatchability factor. Mm-hmm. And honestly, well, let's just jump to number five. I think that's what's helping this movie too. So at Agreed, number five, yeah. we have The Little Mermaid, which made eleven point six million dollars in its fourth weekend of release, which is the same exact drop as Spider-Verse, just about 50% in that fourth Mm. weekend of release. So that brings The Little Mermaid up to $255.2 million domestic and $467.7 million worldwide. And I think like Spider-Verse, the thing helping The Little Mermaid right now, which may even, you know, it's going to be pretty close, I think, with Transformers next week, it's Mm. rewatchable. Especially here in the States, you know, you yeah. have the songs, you have the music, families can go back, rewatch it and have a good time with it, uh, watching it again. It's a good comfort movie, too, um, which I think Spider-Verse falls under that. It's a nice comfort movie that people just want to experience. And I think that's what helps these in comparison to something like Transformers or probably The Flash next weekend. Mm-hmm. Or Fast yeah. X. Fast X doesn't Fast have X, yeah. even as fun as it is. I do want to rewatch Fast X. Uh, the problem with that, if Fast X had had maybe two weeks, I probably would have went back the next weekend because I had enough fun with Jason Momoa running around there acting crazy. Mm-hmm. I probably would have mm-hmm. went and watched it again, but there's too much going on, so I don't have time to go rewatch Fast X. <laughs> I know that's why I had to sack. The reason why I haven't seen Transformers yet is because I had to sacrifice sacrifice it to see Spider Verse again when I was in Orlando. My plan was Transformers, but I was like, man, I got to see Spider-Verse one more time. Yeah, before, out of these like, movies, yeah. Spider-Verse is the only one, well, and The Little Mermaid, I guess. I, I yeah, watched yeah. that with my grandma. So, uh, But I saw The Little Mermaid at like an advanced screening, like a critic screening. Otherwise, it probably mm-hmm. would have only been once. Spider-Verse, I had to, you know, use my A-Lace and stuff to see it twice now. Yeah. It's yeah. the only one I've rewatched. And I've, you know, I've enjoyed a lot of these other movies. It's just, there's no time. The two yeah, movies, I two agree. Is out. <laughs> So, real quick, going into some of the other stories from the box office, the blackening. Okay, so my issue with the blackening's release date is it really does feel like a Halloween. I know we've gotten horror movies all year so far, but if I just get the vibe of Halloween ish for blackening, I don't know. But what's interesting about it is that it only had seventeen hundred theaters, and it did six million. So it's yeah. like if it would have been in more theaters, would it have been like a fifteen million dollar movie or something like that? So obviously the reason they released it this weekend is for Juneteenth on Monday. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think they marketed that well enough. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They, I don't think they played into that quite well enough to to do it. Um because like you said, I mean it's a horror spoof movie. So mm-hmm. it feels random in the middle of June, even with Juneteenth right there on Monday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, so I agree with you. I, I actually was a little bit shocked at how few theaters it's in, but yeah, yeah, per theater average, it made more than The Little Mermaid per theater. It doesn't have a bad per theater average, really. Mm-hmm. It just didn't get pushed very far. So, um, yeah, so I mean, six million is is okay for the movie. I don't think Lionsgate spent all that much money on it. Um. Tim's story, he needed a bounce back after freaking Tom and Jerry just mm-hmm. made us all want to die inside. Um, <laughs> so, and these are the movies Tim does best at uh, is when he has a focus on black culture, on his yeah. culture. Uh, I, you know, like the, um, like think like a man and stuff like that. Like those type of movies are where he kind of shines a little bit better and his comedy comes through better, not Tom and Jerry. And I think that's the case here too. I think most people who have seen it really enjoyed the blackening uh, and just kind of, eh, they didn't market that Juneteenth aspect quite enough. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Cause I, I think you, I think you would have seen the, Better number at a, at a different time of the year, I feel. And targeted like. marketing. There's something about yeah. targeted marketing. They really, and I think that's what Tyler Perry has done so well and mm-hmm. they should learn from is finding a way to really hone in on your target audience better mm-hmm. and market straight to them. Because yeah. white people, 
they don't they don't need to be seeing no blackening anymore. I mean, maybe they do need to see it, but uh, yeah, I just don't see like you know, the, I just don't see <laughs> non-black people going into the mood like going to see the blackening. You know, I saw somebody who wanted the poster because the poster's dope. The they poster had the poster, is- <laughs> yeah, the little yeah, the little like bloody fist, yes. like that was cool. And um, somebody at the theater when I went to go see Flash, they were like, "Ooh, I had the poster." I was like, "Oh no, you got to see Blackening." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And then she like walked away. Ooh, so was, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wanted the poster. She's like, "The poster's dope." And uh, yeah, I, I wanted the poster too, but like I was just coming out of Flash. But yeah, yeah. No, so but, the, let's get into this. Ast- yeah, Asteroid City, a great per theater average, only in six theaters. Seven hundred and ninety thousand, a hundred and thirty-one thousand dollar per theater average. The best per theater in the box office this weekend. Amazing, yeah, really good, better, really, really I think good. It's the best of the year. Uh, Past lives opened pretty well in its per theater average, but nowhere near this. And you know that's what a good name like Wes Anderson does for you. But the marketing, I think, has actually been really strong for the film in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've kind of been marketing it just as a wide release, and then they do a platform like this before going wide next weekend. It's a, yeah, a great opening. Even, like, more casual film fans of mine, I think the cast also helps because they're like, oh, that cast is, like, perfect for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they want to check it out. So... Yeah, a, a fun title too. Asteroid City, I think, is a, a fun kind of movie. I really want to see it. I think that's that's. I think that's my that might be my my movie of this week. Yeah, is Asteroid City. Yeah, I really want to see theaters. it. Theaters. So New York and L.A. only one hundred thirty-one thousand. That's. I mean, that's a great per theater average. So, congrats to Wes Anderson on another successful platform release. He's one of the one of the kings in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Past Lives had a good per theater average this week as well. Just below mm-hmm. it, it made seven hundred sixty thousand from eighty five theaters for an eight point nine thousand per theater average. So another great weekend for Past Lives as that continues to open wide. And oh, the Super Mario finally brothers movie. <laughs> finally. They 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 took a yeah they they want those they want those what plat what what app is it on right now. Lord, is I it on an app right now? I thought it was on an app already. They they finally they took it out theaters and it but they finally slashed it. Slashing. Yeah, eight hundred theater took taken away from the theater account. A seventy three percent drop. Personally, I don't know why they did this because it was still like <laughs> it was still well, last week, wasn't it? In like the number six or something it like was, that last yeah, week. Yeah, because what seventy three percent? It was still up in the millions last week. Um, Hold on. It's right here. Yeah, why did they? It was it was up at it was up at number uh, seven, the, the seventh spot, and it was at two point two million. Why would you take a? Why do studios do this? Is it like a mandate or something? Yeah, if it's the, trucking, the just let it truck. We're like, we got two other animated films. Get that one out of here already. No, but I don't know, but no, but like if it's cooking, let it cook. I agree. I mean, uh-huh, damn, yeah. how you go from seven to twelve, and you would you make it drop eight hundred theaters and. Now it's only in 800 theaters. I just, I don't think yeah. it's, I don't know what's going on. The, That's the Mario first real like, drop for Mario. All three months yeah. in and it finally is dropping away. But uh, the heck is it ain't over. Yeah. So I don't know. What I have is no that idea. movie? That's been I out for no six idea. weeks. Because I, I just I, looked up and saw Sony? 67% increase. Hold on. Let me see this. For no reason. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't no, know no, what that is. Yeah, some of these <laughs> other ones are dropping hard this week. I think, mm-hmm. again, you know, about my brother, book club, next chapter. Hey, the Boogeyman, only a 46% drop. That's I not say, bad. Actually, the Boogeyman, this is its second week. The of Boogeyman is Walt Disney? A what? really good drop. Because last weekend, yeah. it only dropped in the 40s. This week, its third week, only dropped 46.9% for $3.8 million. So And now I saw it. At it the Boogeyman is now up to thirty-three point three million domestic and fifty-one point nine million worldwide. Yeah, um, that's not bad. I saw it on Thursday, and it was actually pretty good audience in there. Yeah, Thursday only opened. I saw to, yeah, if you look, it opened to twelve million. It's already tripled that at the box office mm-hmm. domestic. So, uh, yeah, this movie's having some legs, actually, shockingly, because um, usually, you know, horror. You yeah, looked horror. for like a 60, 70% drop in week two. So, yeah, I plan on doing like a horror, uh, like a nightmare show regarding just the horror this weekend that we've gotten that's been doing so well. 
um, wow. because it's been a pretty good year, I would say so far. Because what did we talk about? It may it cost about thirty million to make, which we were flabbergasted at. Yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, it's almost doubled that worldwide already at yeah. this point. So right. even at that big budget, uh, the boogeyman may just be profitable yet. We'll see. Uh, I but, still don't. I saw after seeing it, I still don't. I mean, understand why it was that expensive. I don't. I mean. Uh, I, I don't know. Why that I thing is barely I mean, I really shown. I liked it, but it did not. Yeah, it, that I thing is barely shook. shown. It's it's shown twice, I think, in oh. full. What are we What are we doing? I think Smile costs less, yes. and Smile actually had like a big thing at the end, like a big <laughs> creature that you could see. So I don't understand why Boogeyman was so expensive. Yeah. There's no like a lister in Boogeyman as far as like Scarlett Johansson and like whoever, but. It's expensive, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it's all right. So next week, what do we got? No hard feelings, and uh, Asteroid City is that it? I think that's it. About time for a little bit of a break from these box from the from these yeah. blockbusters. I know after that we got Dial of Destiny, um, and then it's gonna get crazy again. You know, going into July. One, I think Disney did themselves no favors by debuting that at Cannes either. Yeah, I um, if you want to do, I mean, I mean, I feel like we will, we will be here next week to talk about the drop for Flash. I mean, we'll see. But if you want to do a quick little, our predictions for Indiana Jones is like in the sixty millions when we predicted. Oof. Are you still over? Are you still with that range? God, I'm trying to. Oh God, I don't know if I can even. I'm over sixty-five. <laughs> that's the way things have been going um yeah let's i'm gonna stay i'm gonna stay at 60 yeah let's see what happens i guess because at least we're gonna have a little bit of a break between blockbusters so maybe that'll help it a little bit you know yeah because audiences will... are probably tired too like damn can we take a break it's expensive yeah we're going every week yeah, we have a, finally, and the Flash is the one to get the week of like staying in IMAX at least two weeks. But mm-hmm. we'll see if it helps. It, I I know that drop is probably not going to be good. Uh, I don't but, think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be good no, at all. Especially because word of mouth has not been good. We already talked about that. Cinema score was not good for a comic book movie mm-hmm. at all. So, oof. Person uh, who wrote the 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 main person who uh who posts the cinema scores. On Twitter, he was like, "This is the disastrous." I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, it's not. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> yeah, I'm expecting a pretty big drop, so we'll see. Yeah. But no hard feelings. I saw that last night. They did like an early, you know how they do yeah, yeah, early yeah. access. I went last night. I thought it was funny. Uh, I'm not expecting, you know, anything from it. Uh, box yeah. office wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, uh, we'll see with that. And I think. Uh, you know, I think Little Asteroid City will probably jump at least into a couple million. Um, a couple, yeah, I would say so. I would probably, say so. I think what did French Dispatch did like four million or so? Yeah, like, probably like five probably, or six. Like, yeah, right around there, which will be good. Yeah. So, ooh, we'll see, y'all. We'll see, everyone. That is it. That is our show here today the box office report i really appreciate you guys all for listening i know some of these go long but that's when we have a lot to discuss regarding these blockbusters so we'll see what happens next week and thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne larry larry we don't think of following yeah, you can find me over on YouTube at Chili Boy Productions, as well as on Twitter at Chili Boy YT and Instagram Chili Boy Productions. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinematic94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinematic World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.